You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. Just fine. Um, as Abbers was trying to say, welcome to episode nine of Brown Trout and Bridge Beers. I said it just fine, Grant. You did, but I don't think people heard you. Mm. Um, we have a special guest with us tonight. Um, the one and only Robert Hawkins from <laughs> Bob Mitchell's Fly Shop in St. Paul. Hello, everybody. Robbie Tacos. Robbie Tacos. Bobby Nachos. <clears throat> Bobby Nachos, you want to give us a quick little spiel about yourself and who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Robert Hawkins. I uh, grew up in Montana, fourth generation Montana. Lived in Montana for 38 years of my life hmm. and then moved here. Uh, let's see, I'm 45, so seven years ago. Eight, seven-ish, eight-ish. My math isn't great. Um, <laughs> Hams. Ham, well, that and the meat coma <laughs> that just happened. Uh, yeah, we did just cook a bunch of stuff on the grill. So if Bobby gets sleepy and falls asleep, oh, I do apologize. Too much meat for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I moved here seven or eight years ago. Been super digging the Midwest. Love it out here. Um, so you work at a bait shop? I yep. Hear. Yep. People, uh, people call all the time and ask if we sell bait and I tell them we have fake bait, fake bait. There's fake bait. We got fake minnows, fake nymphs, you know, fake, fake, you know, fake fish. We have, we sell everything fake. It's all so what fake does a stuff. scoop of shiner minnows go for at your shop? Um, well, they're two twenty five each. So a dozen <laughs> Shiner Minnows is 29 bucks and 13 cents. All right. Wow. And your Shiner Minnows come with a hook already, <clears throat> already in them? The hook's in there. Right. Um, they've got Marabou, Hackle, uh, a bead, um, some flash, crystal flash, and uh, some wire. So that's the Shiner, <clears throat> Shiner Minnows come with all of that. Hmm. Yes. It's pretty, pretty decent deal. Yes. So do. you like, you like fishing then? Me? I like Robert? fishing. Yeah, I like fishing. Yep. It's, um, fishing's fun. It's always fun, no matter what. So question, other than brown trout, mm -hmm. what would be your next favorite fish? Um, that's be it'd be between sunfish and muskies. Wrong. There is no fish better than brown trout. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Yeah. True to that. True, true that. True that. Browns are pretty freaking sweet. But besides brown trout, it would be either sunfish or muskies. Huh. Which is weird because those are like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're both amazing to fish for. They're both pretty aggressive, I hear. Mm, one species is. 
The the sunfish. sunfish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sunfish, sunfish is pretty pretty aggressive. They're pretty aggressive. Um would you say that you've had uh any decent luck? You know, pan fishing? Yeah. Today we were out on the lake, we caught my wife uh hooked up on this pretty nice sunfish, you know, maybe a pounder, three quarters of a pounder, and somehow both of the dogs ended up jumping out of the boat. So we had a sunfish on, two dogs in the water. The trolling motor was going too fast for the dogs to keep up with the boat. So we've got a sunfish on, two dogs in the water. I can't find the remote to slow the boat down. It was a, you know, a junk show pretty much. You can say shit. It's okay. Well, that too. Or a fuck show. <laughs> no, you can't say that. <laughs> no, we're going to have to go and edit that out. I mean, that's, you know, we've never said that before in here. So, But it's fun. Panfish are a blast. You can't not smile when you're catching sunfish. Yeah. It's just the smiley fish. And you're doing this all on a fly rod. Oh, yeah. what, uh, what fly rod are you guys? What, well, what's your ideal panfish the, fly rod setup? Ultimate panfish fly rod would be a one weight uh, Reddington butter stick. I think that would be the ultimate panfish rod. We had one in the shop and I had my eyes on it. And this dude came in the other day and was like, what do you think the most ultimate panfish fly rod is? And I showed him it and he bought it. And I was like, stupid. I just wanted that rod, but he bought it. So I can't have one now. And you guys are giving away one of those rods. Yes. They're coming up, right? Yep, yep, yep. So we've got a, a, a tournament coming up called Grander Slam. So it'll be our third year. Grander Slam. Grander Slam. Grander Slam. 2019. Grander Slam. If you look back on the hashtags, Grander Slam, Grander Slam 2017 and 2018, you can see all the crazy fish we've caught in the last couple of years. This year um, is 2019. Um, yeah, first place is a, uh, for most species caught on the fly is a Reddington butter stick six weight, which kind of can do it all. Hmm. Wow. So, and when does, uh, when does the Grander Slam kick off on? When do, uh, when can people um, expect to start that? I don't want to call it a tournament, but competition. Yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's really just for fun to get people out of their comfort zone of just fishing for the fish they're used to fishing for. Um, but that kicks off a week from today, which is, f we're here on Friday night. So next Friday night at 6 PM, June 21st, you'll be able to, uh, there's a mandatory meeting you got to come to at the shop and you can register at the shop, uh, up until next Friday night. And that runs for a week. Yep. It's a 10 day competition. Um, and it's just try to catch as many species as possible as you can in 10 days. Um, so is, is there any other way to sign up other than uh, no, the you, shop? No, you just have to come in the shop. Okay. We've got the paperwork there. Can't sign up online. And how much is it? 25 bucks. Uh, you get a t-shirt with that, um, which is worth 15, 18 bucks. So really it's only six bucks. <laughs> It's, it's a good deal. Yeah, good just deal. do it. It's fun. Just it's do it. really fun. fun. It's just all about having fun. Um, even if you can, you know, there's also a prize for smallest fish, uh, largest 
fish. Last year, that ended up being a muskie. Um, Also prized for largest trout. So, you know, if you think you got that spot where you can find that, you know, I bet if you caught a 22-inch brown trout, you would win largest fish category. So, yes. Wow. I think last year, smallest fish was a tiny little sunfish, about an inch and a quarter, I think was last year's smaller fish, smallest fish. Did Justin Karf catch that one with his no. I Catch Small Fish Tour? Nope, he did not. Justin did not even, he did not. Nope. So no. Grander Slam, sounds yep. like fun. Yep, it'll be fun, yeah. Coming up here next week. Um Ten days to catch Ten as days. many species of fish in Minnesota as you can. And most people, you know, the easy ones to check off, you know, you just have to make a plan. You got to do, you know, one day you go get your trout species, brown trout, rainbow trout, brook trout. Tiger's a little tough, but in one day, I feel like you could check off your four, you know, the four most common trout species. You know, next day you go check off your bass. You do your largemouth and your smallie. Um, probably would get a pike in that day as well. So you do some uh, largey, smallie, pike. So you're already up to like eight fish. Um, sunfish are, you know, you go catch your sunfish, you go get your crappie. Um yeah, you just grind it through, you know, I think the winning number of fish last year was 28 fish. So, yeah, you just, I think 28 is a good number, but I think it's very beatable. Very That's beatable. a lot of fish. A lot of species of fish, yep. Yep, 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 yep. I would imagine, though, that how many... How many like contestants actually get over 10, 10 species of fish? It seems like in every tournament we've had so far, there's, there's like five, seems like there's five people that are like, I'm going to freaking do this or, or maybe, you know, five to eight people. It seems like a lot of people who do the comp, just do it to have fun and just, you know, fish for something they've never fished before and try different techniques that they've never tried before. Um, but it always seems like there's like, you know, about five people that are just like, Oh, and just doing it and trying super hard. I didn't even know of a guy this year. He took all 10 days off. Wow. Which is pretty incredible. You know, I've, that's pretty um, bold. And that's a pretty bold, uh, <laughs> yeah. bold move. He's, he's going for it. He's going for it. So, I think I'm even going to try to fish it a little bit. Personally, I can't compete because um, I'm, I'm part of the, the shop and can't compete. But I'm going to try to catch as many species as I can during the tournament. Um, Just to see what it's like? Well, yeah, see what it's like and see if I can beat the person who is trying to catch the most. Right. So I might try to win my own tournament, but I can't win. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Because you're pretty good at catching fish. No, not really, actually. Um, I'm a good quality guy. I'm a horrible quantity guy. I just... I'm not great at the quantities. What is your, uh, you know, let's talk about brown trout. What is your, uh, what is your 
most memorable brown trout that you've caught, whether it's Minnesota, Montana. Um, yep. Heard you've been up to Alaska a little bit. Yep. There's no brown trout in Alaska. No, Grant, no. come on. <laughs> Noob. That's fine. My most memorable, memorable brown trout was on the Missouri River below Hauser Dam. Um, I was fishing with Tracy Peterson. Mm, good guy. Yep, good dude. We just finished up guide school, um, teaching guide school over on the Bighorn. And I'm like, Tracy, we got to go fish this spot on the Missouri. Um, there's big browns in there this time of year. It was October, mid-October. Um Found our spot, threw some sink tip lines out with some, uh, I had this crazy little fly, look, look, it's called a spoon minnow. And uh, I think like fourth cast hooked uh, my best brown trout ever, 26 by 14. Wow. So a chunky bugger. It was a chunky bugger. Um, hooked that guy up, Tracy. Is that a guide word for big brown trout, chunky bugger? Chunky bugger. Oh, uh, that should be. That and the girls at the bar. That should be a new fly pattern, chunky bugger. Chunky bugger. Not a bad idea. It's a bigger woolly bugger. <laughs> but so chunky bugger, it was a big brown trout. Um, Tracy helped me land it. Tracy helped me take a couple photos of it. We released it. Um, and even, you know, 26 by 14 isn't, a, it's a big brown trout. But even here in Minnesota and Wisconsin, there's bigger brown trout than that. Um, I mean... We have epic fishing here in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Montana's great, but it's good here too. It must be good to get somebody to move all the way from Montana. I mean, Montana is typically the place that everybody around here goes to catch, you know, big fish and yep. lots of fish. And yep. you yep. did just the opposite. Yep. Yeah, I'm reverse migrated, as they say. Um, I actually personally like fishing here better than uh, back home which seems weird to most people, but we just have so much. Shut up, Winston. Winston, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> whose dog is that? I don't know whose dog that is. <laughs> but yeah, we just have like, you know, it's just different here. Like Montana fishing is beautiful and amazing and huge rivers and lots of nice sized trout. But we've, it's, we've got that here, but everything is just sized down so much. So the, it's, you know, you have a shot at just as big of a trout in Montana or out here as you do in Montana. You just have to, tactics are different, you know, fishing styles different. You're obviously not out in a boat on the Yellowstone River bombing 80 foot cast at the bank. You're, you know, tucked in tight quarters, you know, bow and arrow shooting woolly buggers under. Master bowcaster. Master bow we, know yeah. guy, we know a guy. Yeah. You we, just, yeah. There's a. Uh, you need to talk with Micah Kreider about uh, bowcasting. <laughs> He's uh, definitely the number one bowcaster. So, yeah, you just, you know, you got to, it's tight fishing out here, but there's big browns out here. You know, every year a 25 to 28 inch fish gets caught in Minnesota or Wisconsin or multiple 25 to 28 inch fish. Um, you just got to, and, you know, even in Montana, you don't, your average fish in Montana is 16 to, yeah, I'm going to say 16 to 21. So we're not that far behind that out here. You know, when I guided out in Montana, um, 
you know, the average day was you're catching a lot of 16 to 19 inch fish. So, which sucks. I hate Oh, God, it's horrible. Ugh, waste of time. To sit all day and just catch 16 to 19 <laughs> catch inch a fish all day. That sounds terrible. 16 to 19 inch brown trout is awful. It's I mean, that, awful. It, may, it makes sense why you would move to the Midwest yeah, from yeah. Montana. Then. Totally. Totally, totally. God, this thing's so far up. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt's removing his monkey mask for he's, the He's sweating. Evening. He's got head sweat. Um, I do have a question uh, from one of our uh, listeners here. Um, what's the return policy? It turns out somebody wants to return a shirt for a larger size. Oh, here at the shop? Yeah. Yeah, no, just bring it in. We'll swap it right out for you. All right. Ass- I heard that. Assuming we have... The uh, the larger size for you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then, then there's that. So, where are we live at? Uh, we're live on Facebook right hey. now. Hey, Facebook. Um, so if anybody's got any questions for, uh, you know, us, let us know. Robbie Taco. Robbie Taco. Um, we'll be here answering your questions. He works at a bait shop. In St. Paul, Berkeley Power Baits. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, I did some fishing up on the North Shore not too long ago, and tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that the uh, Berkeley trout power worms are uh, the way to go. They're legit, legit for steelhead fishing up there. So. Um, I don't know if you can get those at Bob Mitchell's fly shop. No, I'm sure you could. No, definitely not. But yeah, we do get calls at Bob Mitchell's fly shop because Google can't differentiate. If it just says if, if on Google, if your, your store says fishing, they automatically assume you sell bait. So we get five calls a day. Stupid Google. Asking if we sell bait. Um, What's funny is the only like bait shop in the Twin Cities that I know of is called Kathy's Live Bait. So we send Kathy a ton of business. And Kathy probably gets a lot of calls. Hey, you guys sell fly rods? (laughs) No. And that's around the St. Paul area? Kathy's Live Bait is in North, kind of up by Joe's Sporting Goods a little bit. Oh, okay. A little Canada. Yeah, kind of like that area, northern North Rice Street. Um, I drove by Kathy's Live Bait the other day, and I was like, man, I should stop in there and just be like, hey, lady, I send you so (laughs) much business. Can I have a dozen shiners? (laughs) We send you so much business. I should get some free bait. Yeah. Bait's the best. Bait's great. I mean, if, you know, uh, there's plenty of spots that, you know, I've passed fishing where I'm like, you know, setting up with a worm and a slip bobber just for five minutes just to see what's going to come out of here. It's very tempting. And next it'll be Tenkara. Nope. Yep. <laughs> no, no I, I do. I do. Turns out have standards. Um, <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Tenkara is not part of my standard. <laughs> Yeah, bait bait works. Bait works. I I fished bait a lot as a kid, for sure. So when you were in Montana, was there any? Did you partake in any of the predator predator style fishing? Because I know some of those lakes were stocked with like tigers or maybe pike or something out there. Um, not really, man. Like I didn't. I was when I lived in Montana. I just chased, tried to chase the, you know, my latter years of living there, just trying to find the biggest brown trout I could find. Um. 
chased pike a little bit, but didn't really even know about muskies or care at that point um, back home. Um, there's some good spots uh, up north in Montana for big pike, but it, it wasn't popular. Like predator fish, when I lived in Montana, weren't a, a popular to fish for. It's because there's only brown trout. Yeah, I mean, it's brown trout or a nice rainbow or cutties, and that was perfect. Um, so many, you know, you can find, yeah, you just got to hunt, but you can find some giant brown trout back home for sure. So what brought you from Bozeman back, to, or not back to, from Bozeman to Minneapolis? Um, so Bozeman is a really hard place to make a living. Um, my wife, uh, who I met out there, um, had one, arguably one of the better dine jobs in the state of Montana. And, uh, I was guiding fly fishing. I'd guided in Montana. Uh, well, I'd guided in Alaska for eight years. Um, and then when I met my wife, Rhea, um, started guiding in Montana, guided in Montana for another seven or eight years, I think. Um, but, um, you know, when you're guiding, you have to, you know, you're fishing all summer and guiding all summer, but then you have to find another job to do all winter. Um, so it's just that back and forth of, you know, guiding. So you worked at the ski hill in the winter, huh? Well, basically, yeah, I worked at, uh, I worked at World Boards, uh, the snowboard shop in Bozeman. I was the, the snowboard tech. Uh, I fixed snowboards. I tuned snowboards. I fixed base welds put new edges on your board. Seems like um, every fishing guide is somehow some with the snowboard industry. Yep. 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 So that back and forthness, um, after 15 years was getting old. And then my wife had arguably probably one of the best, uh, graphic design jobs in the state of Montana. Um, and that paid her 30 grand a year. And as a fly fishing guide, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, you're rich. Yeah. As a fly fishing guide, I was making, you know, and, and my off season job probably making $25,000 a year. Um, so yeah, we decided to, let's change it up. Let's do something different. Um, I had a buddy out here, my good buddy, Russ, uh, said, Hey dude, there's a shop for sale out in, uh, um, uh, Lake Elmo, Minnesota that's for sale. You should come out and buy it. Um, come check it out. So we're like, all right. When my wife and I were thinking about moving, um, anyways, trying to switch it up. Um, she can definitely make a good bit more money working at a, you know, an agency in a big city versus a horrible, don't ever move to Bozeman, you guys. It's, it's, <laughs> It's a great place to go visit. Um, it's literally, you can't make money there. It's, there's zero middle class. It's either $2 million homes or you're living in a studio apartment with six buddies for, and you're each paying 200 bucks a month. Um, it's brutal. Anyways, um, so we moved out here, uh, bought the shop. Maria instantly doubled her salary. Um, and then me working the shop, I was just able, because she was doing really well, um, able to grow the shop. Uh, and I still only make, as a shop owner, like, you know, minimal wage, but uh, at least I have my lovely wife to uh, hold the fort down. Um, but yeah, so we moved out here and everyone, since we moved out here, it's been absolutely uh, incredible. The, the Midwest is just such an incredible place. Um, I miss the mountains. 
of course, miss all my friends back home. But as far as the fishing goes, um, it's better in the Midwest than it is in Montana. And I know y'all think you're crazy for that, but it's true. Uh, how long have you been out here now? I've been out here seven years now. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Seven years. And I've learned still, I mean... It's never ending out here, the fishing. Like there's how many thousands of miles of trout streams in Minnesota and Wisconsin? I mean, just Minnesota alone, yeah. there's thousands of miles of trout streams. And then you add Wisconsin into that and there's another thousand miles of or more of trout streams. Yeah, I think I heard there's more miles of trout stream in Minnesota than there are in all of Montana. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Yeah. And it's, you know, like... I always say people are like, oh, man, you, don't you want to just move back home and fish in Montana? I'm like, well, yes, but the variety of it's just different out here. There's just so It'd much. It'd be a pretty small grander slam in Montana. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You'd have about three species of fish you could catch. <laughs> no, Montana's got a lot of species of fish, but it's just more, much more ridiculous out here. But yeah, the trout fishing here is, I, I always tell everybody, it's just as good as back home. Um, but it's just different than back home. It's a whole different style of fishing. I always say Minnesotan, Minnesota fly fishers are much more and better technical fly fishermen than Montana fly fishermen. So Is it because we can't sit there and do hero casts in the Yellowstone for <laughs> 60 well, feet? And we, yeah. and we don't chuck thingamabobbers with like 60 pounds of split shot on the yeah. end of our rig to get our nymph down. I don't know. I mean, I've seen carf try to roll a hundred feet of line all, all the line time. All the time. Yep. But yep. he's from Chicago, so that might be... <laughs> yeah, a, I wouldn't call him. That up. might be a little different. Um, well, good. I mean, it, it sounds like you're actually enjoying the Midwest fishing. Oh, I love it here. Absolutely love it here. I wouldn't... I honestly wouldn't want to move back to Montana. To, I'd be bummed if I lived in Montana for, for fishing-wise. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just the truth. It's really good out here. It's just so much better than you think. And, uh, you know, public access too. I mean, you got to figure that. And Minnesota yep. and Wisconsin is pretty stellar yep. Um, yep. compared to the stuff you got to deal with out West. Yep. We've got killer, you know, killer public access and, you know, the same rules as Montana, where if you keep your feet wet and uh, access the stream publicly, keep your feet wet, you're good to go. Um, you know, I mean, there's just Montana is a dry ass state. There is literally no water in Montana. You got a river here and a river there. But Minnesota, we have like I mean, there. I think there's more water in Minnesota than there is land. So. Yeah. Which means there's more fish in Minnesota than there are people. <laughs> so, I mean, diverting off of, I mean, obviously this is brown trout and bridge beers and, you know, brown trout are our favorite. Um, but you, you've caught, you know, your fair share of um, muskie and you've alluded that that's your second favorite. Second or third. <laughs> so yeah. brown trout, sunnies. It goes brown trout, sunnies, muskies. Muskies. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. So what do you like so much about muskies? So it seems like a lot of casting. So muskies are, you know, muskies are the next jump up from hunting for, you know, back home in Montana the last six or eight or eight years I lived there. Um, 
was just trying to find that the most monster brown trout you could find. So you dedicate every night, you know, you stay up till two in the morning and fish a stream or, um, you know, you're just looking for that Mr. Mr. Brown trout. Mr. Mr. Or Mrs. Mrs. Brown trout. Um, with muskies, it's just that next, you know, it's it's a more elusive fish than brown trout. And browns are very elusive, which is what they're... The big ones they're, The big ones are extremely elusive. So, you know, and I personally, I need to get back to brown trout fishing. Um, you know, 26 is a pretty good brown trout. That's my biggest brown trout I've got, 26 by 14. Um, but man, there's so much bigger ones out there. So I need to do a little bit of that. I've, I've been doing a bit of night fishing here uh, on some streams within a couple hours of the Twin Cities, trying to find the one, but have not yet. Um, but yeah, muskies are just that next jump from brown trout. You know, it's streamer fishing, you know, sink tips, stripping streamers. Um, I don't know. There's just such a cool fish. They're in in their habitat. They're the absolute apex predator. Um, they are fearless of you. Um, you know, if you, you they're know, pretty good at giving you the middle finger, aren't they? Yes, very much so. Like they'll yeah, come yeah. right up next to the boat. <clears throat> yep. Inhale your fly <laughs> yeah. and then spit it out. Like yep. all within like what, fifteen twenty 30 seconds. seconds. All yep. while you're not looking. Yeah. Um, and then. Have you had any recent experiences with muskies giving you the middle finger? <laughs> yeah, so that happened just three or four days ago. And it's okay. I mean, I was stripping my fly in. You know, I'd made a hundred casts already. Pulling my fly in, pulling my fly in. Never take. Now, do you count every cast? Do you have no, one of them like clicker things? No, I should though. Yeah. Um, but you figure. You're on. It's about a cast every two minutes. Is is what we've averaged. Um. And that's why you should never fly fish for muskies. Just gear fish for them. It just works better. <laughs> you can cover so much more water in so much less time. Um, but anyways, um, yep, I made 100 or so casts. Um, keep your eyes on your fly. Watch my fly every one of those 100 casts. The 101st cast, my bro Aaron's up in front of the boat and says, oh, look at that dead sunfish. So I take my rod tip and take my eyes off my fly. And I'm like, the, the sunfish is kind of half alive, half dead. So I'm kind of like poking it with my rod tip. And my fly is like <laughs> just off my right shoulder, but I'm not looking at it. Poking the dead sunfish. And the video is funny because this, you know, here's this muskie that's just sitting right by my fly for probably about 10 seconds. And in the video, you can see the muskie it looks more than likely he sucked the fly in his mouth. And then right when Aaron was like, Oh dude. Cause he looked back and noticed it was there. He's like, set, set it dude. Uh, and he was like muttering words. And, uh, <laughs> in the video, right at that moment, it looks like the muskie spit the fly out of his mouth. And I kind of sort of set and then go into a figure eight. And that's just how it is. That just happens. It's I've, there's been actually probably three or four different times. Um, it's always when you're not paying attention or you let your guard down that they show up. And that's just how it works. Keeps you going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know, nothing I could have done if that 
you know, if that sunfish hadn't been there and we hadn't been poking it with a rod and my, you know, the muskie wouldn't have showed up anyway. So <laughs> pokey pokey. Yeah. That's just how it is. Would you say you've seen a, <clears throat> since you've purchased the shop, has there been kind of a trend? I don't want to say away from trout fishing, but moving from trout fishing to more warm water species fishing. Um, I would say yes. I mean, having fly fish for trout in the metro area for the bulk of my life, I would say since you took over Bob Mitchell's fly shop, warm water, especially musky fishing, um, has increased a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, and it's just, you know, it's a lot us pushing it a little bit, just saying, hey, this is another whole another entire world of fishing that you can do. Um, but there's a lot of other folks out there that um, a lot of shops in Michigan and Wisconsin, um, a lot of guides in Michigan, Wisconsin and Minnesota that that do warm water fly fishing. Um, I think it's a combination, you know, not just of our shop, but just of of everybody. You know, we've we, we have it here. So why wouldn't we? chase it you know what i mean right. um smallmouth bass are incredible absolutely incredible on a fly rod you can't beat floating down you know the mississippi or the st croix absolutely beautiful rivers um throwing giant poppers under tree limbs giving them a couple chugs and having a you know a three pound smallie come crush it i mean it's it's as good as it is back home. That's the same thing as throwing big streamers on the bank in the Yellowstone and having a big, you know, big giant brown trout come crush that too. It's, you know, it's the same but different. Um, it's, it's just so fun here. It's so, unbelievable. So if people, you know, fly fishing or not, if people want to, you know, get out on the water and try out a warm water trip, is that something that they can do through Bob Mitchell's? Yep. Yep. So we do guided trips. We've got three guides, um, that work for us. Um, a couple of them do float trips. We've got two drift boats, a raft. Uh, we've got a center console, uh, boat that we can go take out on lakes. Um, we do trout trips on our local streams here. So yeah, there's a, a ton of opportunities. Um, I think we've already this year sent out, uh, probably getting on 40 guide, guide trips and it's only mid June this year. Um, so yeah. And small H season. I mean, we've had so much rain this, uh, spring, uh, May was just rain, 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 rain. So usually our water levels are bit lower by now but this year they're finally coming into shape um our guide evan was out the other day um on the upper st croix and finally it's at a water level that's fishable and uh, they were just uh killing it on poppers so it's go time for smallies and poppers and um trout fishing is great right now streams are in good shape um yeah musky fishing shaping up pike fishing shaping up it's like prime time right now so for warm water species if they want to go through the shop they can do they can do smallmouth trips yep they can do carp trips right yep you can i mean yeah or some urban fishing from what i've seen from uh evan yep we did uh evan had an urban trip i think yesterday or the day before um caught three different species of fish on the fly like we're literally you know fly fishing with uh minneapolis skyscrapers right 
in the background. Um, it's fun, man. You can go fish the Mississippi right through the cities here and catch so many different cool species of fish on the fly. Um, yeah, it's a riot for sure. And then you also do, you will do muskie on the fly trips. Yep. I'll okay. take people out musky on the fly. Um, I'm, I'm, I grew up on rivers. I fished rivers my entire life. Um, I love rivers. Um, but since I moved here, I've really fallen in love with, uh, fishing lakes, which is boring for <laughs> most fly guys. Boring. This sucks. <laughs> this is boring. Cause you're just, you know, for muskies. Bottom yeah. For muskies on lakes, you know, fly guys want to cast it. They want to target. They need to, you know, I I need to throw my fly behind that rock. I need to throw my fly at that weed. I need to throw my fly at that log jam. But when you're fly fishing muskies on lakes, you're fishing reefs and submerged weed beds. So you're basically like casting into nothing, right. which, which for your, for fly guys brains is like, why, why are we casting at nothing? But, um, that's just what you got to do on lakes. Um, so yeah, I'll take people out on lakes for muskies. Um, Evan does, he's a uh, river dude. He can chase pike, muskies, bass. Um, yeah, super fun. And to set those up, just call the shop. Yep, just call the shop. Know what species you're looking to do, and yep, yep. go from there. Yep, just give us a call. Say, hey, you know, I want to book a trip. Love to do a smallmouth float on the Mississippi. We've got a couple other rivers locally that we do. Excuse me. Um, Evan's got a raft, so we float a couple smaller rivers for smallies, um, if the water levels allow. Um, which is super cool. So, yeah. And then you do trout as well. Yep. Yep. We do trout trips. Um, and those are walk and wade? Yeah, walk wade. So, in Minnesota, we, you know, if you took a drift boat down our trout streams, um, you know, one side of your boat would be hung up on one bank and the other side. So we don't have big enough. Um, there's a few like in deep Southeast Minnesota that you can float for trout, but they're just too far for us to drive. Um, so it's better just, we just do walkway trips locally. You know, most of the streams are within an hour and a half of our shop. So either you meet us at the shop and we'll drive you there or you meet us uh, on the kind of the parking rides on the outskirts um, and we'll pick you up um, full day trips. We feed you lunch um, and just kind of lunch lunch. for lunch. I mean, what can we expect? Yeah. Lunch. Uh, Short lunch. (laughs) What kind of sandwich? Um, We usually bonk a few really nice brown trout on the head. And they're like 18 to 22 range. (laughs) typically just kidding we don't do that um no we usually bring sandwiches um like a hams sandwich. hams sandwich yep um nice if it's cold out we'll grill you know we bring soup and heat it up on the stove or grill you some brats chips drinks um you know the usual shore lunch um no no fish are killed in the making of this movie aaron does all that yeah. I guess, well, Aaron, Aaron says that he's only, turkey only is his sandwich what? of choice. Aaron Man is ah. a turkey only. What? So, um, yeah, these our clients must be getting bored of turkey. Right. Turkey sandwiches <laughs> sound pretty boring. I want a grilled cheese sandwich with some bacon in it, preferably warm. Maybe some hot dogs. Uh, so here's here's a story. The one guide trip, I don't like to guide much anymore. I, <laughs> I had I had fifteen. You had enough years. I had fifteen years of guiding. Anyways, I I picked one up this year because we had a super windy day and Evan doesn't have a power boat. Um, 
So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll take my power boat out just because I can deal with the wind a little better. So the Boston Whaler, the Whaler, the blue, the old school blue Whaler. So I took the Whaler out and I just, I get frazzled. I can't do it anymore. I'm just too old for guiding. Um, so I get all frazzled and I don't, you know, I don't pack right. And so I forgot beverages for the day. Um, <laughs> I forgot buns for the day. I was cooking broth. So I brought my stove and my little gas thing. And, uh, you didn't get a tip, did you? Oh, he actually tipped really well, which was surprising. We kind of hit it off pretty He's good. Like this poor dumb fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, so we're, we're going to switch lakes. We fish one lake in the morning and we caught, you know, half a dozen little hammer handle pike. And, um, get her dicks. It was fine. It was blowing 25. So we're like, oh, let's go take a break and, you know, we'll switch lakes, but we'll cook some brats in the, in the parking lot of the, of the parking of the boat ramp parking lot. So I get everything out. I get the stove set up. I get the, you know, the fuel canister cranked onto the stove and I get the brats on there and I turn it on and I can hear the gas coming out of the burners. And, uh, I got nothing to light it with. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I've got frozen brats on this stove with gas coming out and uh, I'm digging around in my car, digging around in my waders, digging in my pockets, digging in my, uh, the you know, the glove box, digging through my boat. I got nothing. And the guy's like, I'll take you to McDonald's and let's just eat there. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. <laughs> so I was just off my game. I did, I'm just not, I just, I get too nervous to guiding these days. I don't know why. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's, <laughs> I just like to go fish. <laughs> Fishing is definitely more fun than trying to get people on yeah, fish. That's why I bought a shop. So I don't have to guide anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good though. I mean, if you guys are, you know, booking trips out, um, getting people on the water and getting yep. people yep, warm water busy. fishing. Been busy. Um, you know, is there any any new products coming out the line? I saw like a blurb of Sage coming out with a predator rod. Yeah, I saw that too. That was new to me. The like somebody's ahead of me because I I well Sage is coming out with a new musky stick. But what was the other one I saw? I think it was just the the Sage one is the. And the name of it was kind of hilarious. I just can't remember it. It's off the tip yeah, of my tongue. I don't know, like how I'm, I'm in the dark somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, well, what do you, um, as far as a rod that you could buy at the shop, what are you throwing right now um, that you would recommend to customers who want to try and get in this brown trout, brown trout game? Yep. Nobody, um, nobody cares about muskies. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> don't fish for muskies. It's dumb. It's um, it. I promise. It's not. Um, probably one of our best selling rods at the shop for the, you know, rod, the value to uh, how nice of a rod it is, is the Reddington Classic Trout. Um, it's just a good get started rod. 150 bucks for the rod. What wow. way would you recommend for um, around here? For around here. Uh, you can do a three, a four, or a five. Um, it depends on. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends how high of winds you like to cast. Yeah, it, it depends what you like to throw, and um, you know, if you're a streamer guy, maybe probably get a five or a four. You know, 
dry flies, you know, three, four or five, it, you know, either any of the three. Um, some people like really short rods around here because when you're walking through the tight trees, it's much easier to, to weave your way through the trees and the bushes. Um, you know, long rods help with mending. You can uh, check nymph a little. How many maybe. times did you say that? One, when you're a guy, mend it, 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 mend it. I'll, you know, a lot. What was your, did you just say set it or did you have a different? Yeah, like that. There is. All right. I just, you know, I didn't know if that was something they taught you at guide school. Like you have to use this terminology. No, every guy's like an auctioneer where you figure out your own cadence. Every guy's got his thing. Mine was just like, there is. So if you just hear jumble out of your mouth, set the hook. All right. Yep. Comes right from the belly. Yep. All right. That's good to know. Yes. Yep, All right, yep, so yep. three, four, five weight. Yeah, three, four, guess. five weight. And um, you said what? What's, I mean, what's the shortest that you would go in the Midwest? Like, let's call it your... You're buying your second fly rod, not your very first, but your second. You're, you're you already have the five off. weight, nine right. foot. I get the a, five weight, nine foot St. Croix. <laughs> yep, yep. I'd get a, I'd probably get a 376, you know, um, 376 and a 590 are both fun rods. I'm a five, five weight, nine foot guy. I grew up obviously back home in Montana. Um, five weight, nine footer is king out West. Um, but a three and a half, seven, you know, seven foot six, uh, is super fun here. Great brook, brook trout rod, you know, more often than not, uh, out here we're catching nine to 14 inch brown trout. So it's just a fun rod with, with that size fish. Um, makes you feel like you got some huge, yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more, you know, for example, I was on out on white bear Lake today, chasing sunnies with my wife and I hooked up on a giant, it was probably a three pound largemouth on a two weight. And that thing was ripping line out like crazy. I lost it. Um, didn't break me off. I was fishing a barbless noob Euro nymph. So I caught a largemouth bass today on a Euro nymph fly on a two eight seven and a half foot rod. It's impressive. That's mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Robert style move. Yeah. He came off. I was Robbie so nachos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a blast. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. Three, four, five weight. Um, there's two, you know, I get at the shop, I get two trains of thought. I get the guys that come in that want, they want the absolute shortest rod possible because they, uh, because of trees in the back cast. Um, I don't know. My thing with like, uh, I, you know, no matter how long your rod is, and you still have to back cast and there's right. still going to be trees right there. Yep. So even if you had a two foot fly rod, still got trees behind you and you're going to back at, there's still trees right there. So I, I personally almost think like a longer rod is better um, because you can roll cast so much better with a longer fly rod. Um, so it just helps you um, fish 
more effectively and be able to, you know, get your fly where you want it to be with that longer fly rod. Um, yeah, I, I like an eight and a half foot. Yep, for that's, a good, that's a good length. I've yeah. got that eight foot three weight and I can definitely tell the difference between that eight foot and eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And I would never, I would never go any shorter than an eight, but that might just be my cast too. Yeah. Cause it's all, how do you cast and how's that, you know, yep. how's the flex in the rod too? I mean, it comes down to that, but yeah. But yeah, just having that six and a half foot. Yeah. I've got a six and a half foot two weight that is pretty much worthless. Yeah. 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 I think just being able to have that, you know, the length to be able to get a good roll cast. Um, Yes. It's harder to walk through the trees with a nine foot rod than it is with a six foot rod. But when you're on the water, um, you know, that roll cast ability for what we do around here um, is, is handy. So real quick, wrapping up, um, we'll do a couple species scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, brown trout, what would be your go-to setup? Like, if, like right now you're like, I'm going brown trout fishing. What am I going to take? What am I going to grab during the day? During the day. I was going to see if I'm going during right the day. now. No, not right now. During <laughs> you, the day. Do you hear that in the background? Yeah. Do you hear those frogs? <laughs> during the day, um, I was out with my mom on the rush uh, earlier this week. Man, right now, if you're going out fishing brown trout or just trout fishing on the rush or the Kenny or Trimbell or, you know, Southeast Minnesota, midday is, seems to be real tough right now between 11 and three. Um, everything I've been hearing is go out around, you know, six, six to 9 PM is like magic time. Um, and just have a friggin' size 16 parachute atoms with you and you got everything covered. <laughs> okay. Uh, next species, sunfish. Yeah, I mean, you did that today. Yep. Sunfish right now. Um, uh, uh, so helps us out. It's the, it's the sage payload. That's oh, the, payload. The big, yeah. That's the name of the, the payload. That, uh, yeah. That's. Yeah. Grant, Justin or Justin Grant from on the Instagram helped us out. That yeah. One. The payload. I just saw that. I was like, it sounds like something like off the space shuttle or, yeah. or something even worse. It must that. be a reincarnation of what was the sage rod, the orange, uh, the orange rod. Uh, it only debuted for a couple of years there. And an orange rod? Yeah, it was kind of orange, bright orange rod. Oh, gosh, dang it. Anyways, my mind just drew a blank. Um, but back to the sunfish. Sunfish. Um, Today we were out for sunfish, uh, midday, they, they were hovering over about, they were, if you could find some weeds in about 15 feet of water and like a big clump of weeds, they were just all kind of chilling at about seven feet deep over these clumps of weeds. Um, and man, if you just throw up, you know, a size 10, size 10 of any nymph, doesn't matter. Pheasant tail, prince nymph, hare's ear, this, that, the other, or like a size 10, but any size 10 sinking trout fly over a clump of weeds. And they were all about it today. Um, but 
Yeah, they weren't willing. We were trying top water today. They weren't, you know, bright, sunny, windy Nothing. day. They didn't want to come up to the top. No. Nope. So then lastly, uh, your uh, third favorite species, musky. If, if somebody said, hey, Robert, we're going musky fishing tomorrow. What are you grabbing? Um, tomorrow, if I'm going musky fishing, um, this year we've had a cold spring. It's been kind of like just a lot cooler spring than usual. Um, the muskies still seem a bit slow and low. Um, water temps are, you know, we were out day before yesterday um, fishing. The water temp was still only 66 degrees. Um, so they're still kind of just a little lethargic, a little slow and low. So fish a sink tip over 12 feet of water. Um, if there's some new weeds growing up, uh, which there are, excuse me. Um, yeah, just fish that, you know, the outer weed line, you know, if you get out past the weeds, um, the deep weeds, you're probably too far out. If you're seeing tons of weeds under your boat, you're probably too close. So they're just kind of right on that, that ledge, um, you know, 12, 12 feet of water with, you know, five, four to five feet weeds high. So weed tops are peeking out at, um, you know, eight feet or so. That seems to be where they're at right now. And if you're walking in the, <clears throat> walking in the shop, wanted to pick up a stick, what's your, what's your musky stick for the year? Um, we have probably our favorite, just if you're only chasing muskies is the Limit Creek uh, force M1 stick. Um, been selling that rod really well. People really like it. It's a beefy, beefy stick, uh, 12 weight. Um, so f that would be a great, uh, you know, it's a big, it's a big stick. Throw big flies but with the it. the price point on that is, three, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's 359 for the rod. Um, if you're looking for a good, you know, the Temple Fork Outfitters, Esox rod and yep. a 10 weight or 12 weight, it's a good stick. We have that in stock. Um, and then the Reddington Predators, um, their musky or their pike in the 11 or the 12 weights are good sticks. Um, Do those still have the foam handles on them? Foam, no. Um, no, no cork. Cork handles. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of our three favorites. Um, Sage is, never mind. Um, what else? G. Loomis, which we don't carry, has a new musky stick as well. Um, we might have to become a G. Loomis dealer. <laughs> it's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> might might know some people who could probably <laughs> make, a few that guys that help out. make that happen. A little um, bit. But yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff out there. But yeah, 10, 11, or 12 weight. Um, probably your overall number one line for musky fishing would be um, not in it. You know, there's there's kind of four lines you can musky fish with there's a, a floater an intermediate kind of a medium sinking line and a fast sinking line um you know overall if you had one mis musky stick to, or musky line to choose from it'd just be that just slightly faster than intermediate um uh scientific anglers makes their sonar uh, hover two four that's probably you know if you had one line to choose from that would be the one i'd i'd pick out for you would be the hover two four 
And if people are primarily targeting like Metro muskies, mm-hmm. is there, is there certain fly styles, colors, um, sizes that you would recommend based on how much you slam your head into a wall chasing urban muskies? Yep. Yep. Um, probably your best overall muskie pattern. Um, yeah. Is a four foot fly really oh. as big as you can. <laughs> yeah. The margarita fly. <laughs> now, if you could tie up here, you know, or buy a, you know, about a seven inch, uh, single, um, fire tiger. Um, that's going to be your best overall producer. Don't need to go giant, especially this time of year, but like a seven inch to eight inch fire tiger, single hook, like um, a Buford head on it. Or? Buford would be better. Pushes a little more water. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, that'd be your best bet for, Cause I've noticed a little bit of the trend, you know, in the past years, Buford heads, but, um, more sparse material, yep. like less dense. Yep. 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 Save your arm. Don't throw dense flies. <laughs> Make life easy on yourself. And another thing too, I've seen, uh, the, the tails. Yep. A lot of people are throwing, throwing the tails and those are, and those are from, yep. Paccarini, I think that's his name. We have him at the shop. But yeah, if you can tie, you know, any little bit helps. Tie some rattles in your fly. Throw on some wiggle tails. Um, you know, the purest, purest musky fly guys will say it can't have anything plastic or, you know, synthetic. It's, yeah, whatever. It's got to be all natural. It's got to be all natural. But dang, those wiggle tails work really well. Um they're pain, they're pain in the butt to cast. Every time you cast one, you hear this <laughs> by your head. Um, but you know, even when those flies are the flies with the wiggle tails, even when they're moving super slow, that tail's doing a bunch of action out behind them behind it so um yeah not a bad idea what's your uh, i know a lot of people you know trying to get into musky fly fishing um you know you can figure out the lines are you can figure out what flies are but it comes down to and i know it comes down to the angler but what is your preferred method for leaders when it comes to throwing flies for muskies yep yep leaders um uh, I always just say wire. I always use wire. Um, yes, fluorocarbon might be more stealthy. You might hook up on more fish on fluorocarbon. But that one 52-inch fish you hook up on fluorocarbon uh, is going to shake his head a few times. Um, and then you're going to come back with uh, some nice clean-cut fluorocarbon and no fly and no fish. Um, Are you saying straight wire? Uh, no. So it'd be, you know, it'd be your fly line. Then you probably do about five feet of, uh, it depends where you're fishing for lake fishing. I like to do, um, five feet of 30 pound test for my fly line monofilament and then a foot and a half of wire and then a stay lock snap and then put my fly on that. Um, if I'm river fishing, you know, I do 
four feet of 30 or 40 pound mono, throw in a 20 pound brake section in there of 20 pound mono. So four feet of 30 pound or 40 pound to um, a foot or two of 20 pound mono and then two feet of wire. Just um, for the snag. Yeah, snag just portion in, for when you're on the river. In case you're hooking up on logs. Um, that way you can you know, if you, if you can't retrieve your fly, which at all costs, when you're musky fishing, we try to get our flies back. If we hook up on the bottom, they're kind of spendy. Yeah. You don't want to lose you put 20 some time bucks. into them. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to lose 20 bucks on the bottom of the river. Um, but that 20 pound break allows you, if you can't you never fish it, with grant, he does that with <laughs> yeah. nymphs. I'm saving my every, $2 nymph. Every like, Man, I need another fly. I'm swimming for my $2 nymph. Um, but yeah, but yeah, just having, I fish with you. I don't tie flies anymore. Are you kidding me? I know. <laughs> having that 20 pound break in there just lets you, you know. And what size, uh, what size stay lock? Um, um, we like use? number threes or number fours for fives are pretty big. You know, if you're throwing a 20 inch fly, use a number five, but most of the time a three or four will uh, get you to what you need to do. And we carry those at the shop too. So we got wire at the shop. We got snaps at the shop. We got pre-built leaders. We got other kinds of muscle leaders. Do you have leaders. leeches? Kathy's live bait. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Well, um, let's just, let's wrap, wrap up here quickly. I just want to circle back on, uh, Grander Slam. Grander Slam. Yep. Starting June 21st. 21st. Yep. Which is a Friday. 10 days. Get to Bob Mitchell's Fly Shop off Vandalia 94 in St. Paul. And when does the party start? Uh, so Friday night. The a week from today is just the rules meeting, boring rules. So we'll just tell you like, this is what you need to do. And then at the conclusion of that meeting, um, you can go fish instantly. So you could probably check three fish off Friday night off your list. Um, and then 10 days of fish. And then the award ceremony is at Lake Monster Brewing, which is right next door to our shop um, on, the, I think it's a Sunday night. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so Saturday. two weekends long. Yep. Sunday. That's the, that's the, uh, and we'll have the big award ceremony there and beer and price. There's always a food truck and uh, it should be a good time. Uh, I think that's the 30th, June 30th. So yeah, this should be a good time. Awesome. Right. Well, yeah. uh, if you haven't signed up and you're in the Metro and you want to fish, stop in at Bob Mitchell's Fly Shop, sign up, get a sweet t-shirt. Yep. Um, saw a couple of the proofs of it. It's pretty good for the year. Yep. Um, and other things, uh, Brown Trout and Bridge Beers podcast. Like it, subscribe it, review it, send us questions. Um, we have koozies, stickers, anything. You let us know. Uh, we Pretty can help sweet you magnets. That. Everybody needs a Brown Trout and Bridge Beer magnet on yeah. your fridge. Yeah, you need a magnet on your fridge. Um, yep. You can put your uh, your homework or your children's homework up on the fridge. Put those report cards up yep. for summer school on your fridge with a Brown Trout and Bridge Beers magnets. Yep. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, have fun and uh, support your local hams dealer. Yep, hams. All right. <laughs> Laters. Bye. Bye.